0: Welcome to Spell Sundays. We are your hosts, Bubba and the Bug. This is a Magic the Gathering podcast for kids by kids. It's okay for adults to listen to. Today is August 8th, 2021. This is our first episode and we want to tell you a little about uh, us and what this podcast is about. Let's get started. I'm Bubba. I'm eight years old. I just started building my first commander deck. I've been playing Magic for about a year, with the help from Bug and our parents. On our podcast, we are going to do some deck talks for decks we are excited for or are making, and look on and look at cards we're excited about, which could be from new sets or old sets. I'm the Bug, and I'm 12 years old. I have been playing Magic for a couple of years and I'm getting ready to build my second commander deck for our family War of the Spark challenge. Basically, we stopped into our local game store and we each got two packs of the War of the Spark. We had to choose our commander from the legendary planeswalkers we got and build the deck around them. Then we will have a little tournament with our parents once the decks are built. I really like the stories around Magic and we'll be doing a lore lunch where we talk about those stories. Hopefully about once a month there will be spoilers so be prepared. I'm also looking forward to commander downs. This is where we talk all about all things commander. We take a look at different commanders and how that card works as well as some cards that work in with that commander. We will also tell you our opinion of that commander. I'm sure that won't be all we do, but that is where we're going to start. We hope you will choose to tune in on Sundays and sling some spells with us. Let's get slinging. But, Bug, are you excited for the newest set, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms? Of course. It's Dungeons and Dragons and Magic, two of my favorite things. I'm so excited about this set, I've got a list of cards I'm most excited for, and I hope I can do some extra chores to go buy some packs. Well, no. I have a list too, though. but I bet we don't, we don't have the same cards. Maybe. We'll have to see if we have any matches. My first card is Dritzto Erden. He is a 3-3 legendary elf ranger that costs 3 mana of any color, a green mana, and a white mana. He has double strike, which makes him even more dangerous, and it means when he deals combat damage, he does damage twice, or in Grit's case, 6 damage in total. When he enters the battlefield, I get to create Guinevere, a legendary 4-1 green cat creature token with trample plus whenever a creature dies if it had power greater than dritz or three place the number of plus one plus one counters on dritz that is equal to the difference between that creature and dritz that sounds like an awful lot of math well there is some math but that's okay i can help if you if you need it the reason i am excited for this card is because i have read some of the dritz books and he is one of my favorite characters I would also like to build a commander deck with him. You just want to do more math and you like green. True on both counts. The first card on my list is the Book of Exalted Deeds. It's a legendary artifact that, that costs 3 white mana to cast. You won't believe what it does. The book says if you gain 3 or more life this turn, create a 3-3 three, three angel token, flying. I compared Lifelink with free flying creatures. Are you going angel tribal on me? I thought that was Mom's deck. But there's more. Three white mana and tap to exile the Book of Exalted Deeds. And then put an enlightened counter on target angel. It says you can't lose the game and your opponents can't win the game. Activate as a sorcerer. That sounds like a powerful card. And that means you won't be able to defeat me so quickly. I see there are some problems with that, this card that you can run into, like artifact removal. You would want to get the angel enlightened as soon as you can, then protect it. It would work on any angel. It doesn't have to be an angel token. Yeah, but, if you, but you have to play it and sacrifice it as soon as you can. I would just have to look for artifact curtain, which is a way to bring it back from the dead. The reason I like this card is because you can't really lose the game and it makes it a little easier to play without worrying about losing too quickly. You just don't want to lose. Of course not. Who wants to lose? The second card I'm looking forward to is the Green Master of Flowers. He's a white planeswalker casting two white mana and two colorless mana. As long as it has seven or more loyalty counters on him. It is a 7-7, seven, seven, Dragon, God, Flying, and Indestructible. Whoa, I don't want that getting the 7 loyalty. The plus 1 ability is Tark, Hitch tar- without First Strike, Double Strike, or Vigilance. Can't attack or block this turn. Well, that doesn't affect my drift. His other plus 1 ability is that is says Suit your library for- and or graveyard for Card name, Monk of the Open Hand, and bring it to your hand. What is the Monk of the Open Hand? I don't know. I just like the sun some Dragon God. Well, we should know what that is. If you're wondering what Monk of the Open Hand is, it is a 1-1 one, one Elf Monk for one white mana that has Flurry of Blows. Flurry of Blows means that whenever you cast your second spell each turn, put a plus-one, plus-one counter on Monk of the Open Hand. If you get that out early, it could grow pretty quickly. Plus, if it dies, you could plus one it back to your hand from the graveyard. Another reason like why I like the Grandmaster of Flowers. I think you just like the name. The second card I'm looking forward to is Hobgoblin Bandit Lord. What? That sounds like a goofy name. I know, but it's a good card and would be a good idea for Goblin tri- Tribal. It is two red and one colorless for a 2-3 legendary goblin rogue. It says other goblins you control get plus one, plus one. I like to play red, and that could help beef up some of my smaller creatures. That sounds like a good ability. That's not all he does. You can tap one red mana and have goblin to deal damage equal to the number of goblins that entered the battlefield under your control this turn to any target. Do you have that many goblins in your deck? Well, if I made Goblin Tribal, I would. Bug! How many decks are you planning to make? I'm not sure yet. Well, I'm not. Well, I'm not sure. I'm looking forward to what you come up with. I still need some help with my Spider Tribal deck. Would you help with that? Me with that? Sure. We can find some cards in this set that would be good, like, Well, L- Spider Queen. Thanks. I hope you can find find some. The next card I'm looking forward to is Mordenkainen. It's a a blue planeswalker with a cost of 2 blue mana and 4 colorless mana. It has plus 2 abilities. Draw 2 cards and put 1 card on the bottom of your library. It's minus 2... To his loyalty, create a blue dog illusion creature token whose power and toughness equal twice the number of cards in your hand. Are you sure that says twice, like two? Yes, I'm sure. But his minus ten ability is even cooler. Switch cards from your from your library, from the cards in in your hand, and if you create. And you create an emblem that gives you no maximum hand size. Are you sure you're reading that right? Yes I'm sure. And I know I know what how to read. The reason I like this card is because you could create dogs that and then switch my hand in my library to make the dogs huge. The last ability is probably the best. With your library as your hand, you will never miss a land drop. With Thassa's Oracle, you could win the game. I wouldn't mind that. Do we have Thassa's Oracle? I don't think so, but we can look. In a few days, maybe. Haha <laughs> bug. My next card is the Dragon Turtle. The Dragon Turtle is one colorless and two blue for a 3-5 Dragon Turtle with Flash. So you can play him at any time. He also has Drag Below, which means when it enters the battlefield, tap it and one other creature an opponent controls, and neither untap for their next untap phase. Why do you want a Dragon Turtle? I chose this card because it has Flash. It's a Dragon Turtle, which sounds kind of funny, but it's really good for blocking for only 3 mana. I know it's a dragon turtle, but I don't understand why you like it. Well, Flash is kind of cool. There aren't a ton of creatures with that ability. So if you cast a creature that has haste and can attack me right away, I can Flash out the dragon turtle and tap that creature down so I have a turn or two to be able to respond. And I don't have to wait until my turn to cast it. Oh, that does sound interesting. Have you ever heard, seen Zeriel, Archduke of Avriarius? I don't think so. Well, the next well, it's the next card on my list. Zeriel is another Planeswalker that costs two red mana and two colorless mana. Plus one him, and you, all your creatures get plus one, plus O oh, until end of turn. That sounds like a match for my dragon turtle. That's uh, something you wouldn't notice. The zero ability is create a one one red devil creature token. When it dies, deal one damage to any target. Minus six him, and you get an emblem that says, "At the beginning of your first combat phase, on your turn, you may untap target creature you control." After this phase is an additional combat phase. I've seen the ultimate ability effect on other cards. If you were to combine it with those cards, you could create a lot of damage. I know. I'm not sure which ability I like better. Although, I can get out a bigger creature, a bigger creature and be able to attack with it twice with the same turn. Sounds pretty good. That's a pretty good reason to give it a closer look. My next card is Emrith Desert Doom. Hey! What's on my list? Too! Did you look at my list? No, well, maybe. But that's not why it's on my list. I'm not too surprised that we have at least one that matches. For two blue and three colorless mana, you get a legendary 5-5 flying dragon. It also has Ward 4. Ward 4 means whenever an opponent plays a spell targeting it, they have to pay an additional 4 mana for the spell to target Amra. Exactly. Also, when it gets, deals combat damage to a player, you draw that many cards. Indeed, if you have th- fewer than 3 in your cards in your hand, draw equal to the difference. I like this card because it's a pretty big creature and gives you... Card draw. I also like that it's a bit protected with the ward four. It seems like it would be a magnet for a removal spell. I agree with. I agree with that. I like drawing cards and see what I'm gonna get and and to get next. And I don't really like when my creatures get removed. Well, sometimes they have to be sacrificed, but I don't like it when my big creatures leave the battlefield before I have a chance to use them. That's fair. I don't, I don't like it when any of my creatures get removed. I'll go next with Grazalax Iphid Scar. Two blue mana and the colors cast a 3-2 th- Legendary Horror. This is this one is not a planned marker. About time! You always pick the f- the planeswalkers. Give me a break! Planeswalkers are kind of cool. Whenever you, whenever a creature you control is blocked, you may turn it to its owner's hand. Plus, whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, draw a card. That's a tricky card. You can bounce it back to your hand if it gets blocked, and if it gets through, you might even get card drop. I like I like this card because it's almost like it's indestructible. I mean, not really, but you can protect it a little bit by bouncing it. Not completely indestructible. Removal spells will work against it. My next card is Lolth Spider Queen. Bubba, this is a card that would be a good addition to your spider deck. Loth is a black planeswalker that whenever a creature dies, she gets a loyalty counter. She also has a zero ability where you draw one card and lose one life. She's a spider planeswalker, right? Yes, she is a spider queen. Her casting cost is three colorless and two black. She has a negative three ability to create two two, 2-1 black spider creature tokens with menace and reach. Minus eight to give you an emblem that whenever opponent is dealt combat damage by one or more creatures you control. If that player lost less than eight life this turn, they lose life equal to the difference. That seems a little overpowered bug. I thought you would really like that. I like this card because it protects itself by creating more creatures, and it doesn't require a loyalty ability to increase the loyalty. So this would be good in a sacrifice deck, because when creatures die, she gets more loyalty counters on it, making it easier to use her minus abilities. Why do you think that would work in my deck? Well, why don't we save it for next week and we can talk about your spider deck and your commander and how Loth will be helpful to you. We can talk more about Loth, the Spider Queen, then. That sounds like a good idea. I've been looking at some cards. I can't wait to see what you think about those. Sounds good. Tiamat is next on my list. Such a classic character in the Forgotten Realms. She is a bit expensive as her casting cost is two colorless and one of each of the five colors a seven seven legendary dragon god with flying when she enters the battlefield if you cast it search your library for five dragon cards not named Tiamat and have different names reveal them and put them into your hand then shuffle your library you and dragons i like this card because it lets you find a bunch of dragons or the best card Or what could be the best cards in your deck if you have good mana ramp and can quickly get some big creatures on your battlefield. That does sound good for me. That doesn't sound good for me. Now you're probably thinking about making a dragon deck. It's like once you make one deck, you just want to keep making more. We have the pre-constructed or pre-con decks for this set. So it will be a good chance to see how Tiamat would work in the dragon's deck, and maybe make some adjustments. Great. Just what I need. I'm going to need to make another deck to keep up with you. I don't think my spiders would hold off dragons. You might be surprised. Tiamat would make for a strong deck, but you would need some good mana sources to be able to cast her. The next card on my list is Tasha's Hideous Laughter. It's a sorcery for two blue and a colorless. The, the car, this card says, Each opponent exiles cards from the valley, from the top of their library. Until they have the player has exiled cards with the total mana cost value 20 or more. G bug if you're going to make dragon deck, this would work. Get rid of a few dragons. Of those dragons. That card's just mean and it doesn't even cast cost that much to cast. Well it's in blue and it needs to have a way to get rid of large creatures, maybe. Lots of cards. People are not gonna want you to play that, so expect it to get countered. True, that's true, but you have to try, right? That is true. Next on my list is Xanathar Guild Kingpin. It costs 4 colorless and a black and blue. At the beginning of your upkeep, choose a target opponent. Until end of turn, that player can't cast spells. You may look at the top card of their library at any time. You may cast top card. Of, you have to spend mana, though it was mana of any color to cast spells that way. And you said my card was mean. I like this card because it lets you play other people's spells, and the other play people can't cast spells. You have to have the mana to be able to cast their spells, but that's okay. That could work on, with my t- Tasha's Hideous Laughter for, for a black blue deck. Next on my list is Imrith. But, but we already talked about that card. So I'll go into the Black Staff of Waterdeep. Seriously, that's two we have the same. Are you sure you weren't looking at my list? <laughs> no. I wasn't looking at your list. I can read or write writing. I can't read your writing. Very funny. The Black Staff of Waterdeep is an artifact for one blue mana and four colors. And, and a blue. You can tap it, and a non-token artifact you control becomes a 4-4 four, four artifact creature as long as the, black, as the staff is tapped. And you don't have to untap it during your untap step. I like this car- card because you you have more creatures on your battlefield quickly. I feel like this card allows you to do damage out of nowhere by turning one of your artifacts into a creature. I'm not sure how much use it'll, it will get because I don't because I don't really play blue. Me neither, but it's still a cool card. Agreed. My next card is Icing Death Frost Tyrant. For two white and two colorless, you can cast this dra- legendary dragon. You and dragons again. Well, they do fly, and Icing Death has vigilance as well as being a four-three. When it dies, create Icing Death Frost Tongue. A legendary white equipment artifact token it costs two to equip and gives equip the equipped creature plus two plus oh and whenever it attacks the equipped creature tax tap target creature defending player controls that can be annoying I like this card because of the flying and vigilance. With vigilance, I can attack and still keep him as a blocker, so that when he does die, and when he does die, he turns into an artifact. So he's like a 2 for 1 creature. I think tapping down other people's creatures sounds like a good thing. You say that until it's happening to you. That's true. Next on my list is the Terrask. For three green and six colors, you can cast this ten ten legendary dinosaur that has haste and war to ten. Wait, that's a dinosaur. Don't get any ideas. Your dinosaur deck is strong enough. It does cost a la- lot of mana to cast, though. But it has haste, so I can attack with it as soon as it comes into play. Did you say Ward 10, so spells against it takes an extra 10 mana for it to go through? That's what it says. I still would like to have it in my dinosaur deck because of that Ward 10, and it means it would protect itself. Yeah, it could be, be, but that would not be good for me. I think I should just use that card myself. We'll see about that. The last card I have that we haven't talked about is Brunor Battlehammer. For two colorless, a red and a white, Brunor is a 5-3 Legendary Dwarf Warrior. For each creature you control with equipment on it gets plus 2, plus 0 for each equipment. And I can pay zero rather than pay the equip cost for the first equip ability you activate each turn. That doesn't sound very exciting to me. Well, if you run a deck with lots of equipment like swords and stuff, he gives an extra bonus so you can just start qu- equipping with no equip cost. I suppose if you had an equipment deck, I can ma- that could match with my black blade reinforced. I like that it lets me equip my first item at no cost and then pumps my creatures. Hopefully, I can get them pumped enough so that I can stand against bigger creatures. I still might be able to beat him. The last card of my card, the last my my last card is Trickster's Talisman. It's an artifact equipment for one blue and two colorless. It has Invoke Duplicity, where where equipped creature gets plus one plus one, and whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, you may sacrifice Trickster's Talisman. If you do create a token that's a copy of this creature. That would work with Brunner, but not with him as your commander since it doesn't have blue. This card can make a copy of your bigger creatures, so you can maybe make two Tarasks with War Ten. That would be pretty cool. I like this card for same reason. That you can make a copy of your bigger creatures and swing for bigger damage. Well those are the well those are the cards we are hoping to pull. We have opened a few packs, and we were lucky to pull a at. Hey, I pulled one too! You always get lucky with the packs you get. Remind me to tell you about our War of the Spark Challenge and what Bubba got for Commanders. Anyway, pack opening is fun, but you never know what you're going to get. Sometimes you can get something really good, but there's no guarantee. I like the surprise of opening packs. I don't always get... I don't always care about getting cards that are most money. Sometimes I just like to look at the aura and read the cards. Fair. To close out the day, we thought we would give you a recap of our current favorite cards and what their cost is today on Card Kingdom. We are not sponsored by them, but we do use their site to look up cards and stuff. There are other sites too, like the Gatherer, but it doesn't give you a value. It is a good place to look up cards though. I'll go first. My favorite cards are the Book of Exalted Deeds, eleven ninety-nine, dollars Game Master of Flowers, six forty-nine, and the Monk of the Open Hand, $0.25, 25 cents. Mordenkainen, 6 six forty-nine. 49 Serial Archduke of Avrius, six forty-nine. dollars Grazalax Iphid Scholar, eight forty-nine. no, one twenty-nine. Tasha's Sidious Laughter, $8.49. In-riff Desert Doom, Bugs and I matched here, $12.99. The Black Staff of Waterdeep, I can't believe we matched again, $0.59. The Trask tura- the $3.99. Trickster's Talisman, $0.25. My list is Dritz Do Erden, he cost $1.99. Hobgoblin Bandit Lord, cost $1.79. The Dragon Turtle is only $0.49. Bubba already told you about Emrith Desert Doom, but he costs $12.99. Lolth Spider Queen costs $13.99. Tiamat is $22.99. Xanathar Guild Kingpin is $10.99. Icing Death Frost Tyrant is $5.49. Brunner Battlehammer is $0.79 and the black staff of Waterdeep, Bubba already told you about, and that's $0.59. Cents. You can see not all cards we picked for expensive cards, but most of them are rare cards, since you only get one rare in each draft pack. It does make it more sense to buy them as singles. You are right there, and to echo our favorite pers- professor, buy singles. Hopefully you had some fun with us here today, and will join us again. Next week, we will be doing a deck tech on Bubba's deck. It's the first commander deck that he's built, and I'm sure it won't be the last. No, it won't be. There's too many good commanders out there, and I can't wait to talk about my deck. It's Spider Tribal that has over 20 different spiders, and... The Commanders, Dantis the Warrior. So be so be sure to check it out for our next spell slanging Sunday. Be sure to tune in next Sunday and don't miss an episode. Bye bye.